Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know, nonstop Viking talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. You think you like football? Brett Favre doesn't just like football; he f- loves football. All right, here we go. They're gonna jump right here. You know they're gonna jump. Everybody, hold your water. Green right slot. 98 handoff slot on three. Ready? Balls, balls, balls. Balls, balls, balls. Balls. Green 18. Green 18. Set. Football. Football. Yeah. 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 Gotta eat. Well, what would you guys pay in a silent auction to just win? You know how you go to silent auctions, like charity auctions, and you can win like a foursome of golf, and you right. can win like a like a spa stay. What would you guys pay? Just to have Brett Favre yell balls, balls, balls in your ear for like 10 minutes. Um, at this point in my life, probably nothing. But there was oh, a time when I would have. <laughs> Even there was a time nothing? when I would have thought it was great. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, I, just, I don't, no, I couldn't. Declan? Even when he says hold your water, you know, that's me. Like, hold your seltzers. Everyone, like, hold hold your seltzers here. Like, don't don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. I don't want people to be start freaking hold out. hold your Corona Heart. By the way, before we get into our uh, friends at Corona Heart Seltzer, this will be – I'm so we're going to talk about Xavier Woods, and we're going to talk about sort of the, the state of Vikings free agency mock draft Monday. I'm, gonna, I'm also going to spring a question on you guys that you don't see coming. I'm going to spring – it involves Kirk Cousins. I'm going to spring a question on you guys in just a moment. After Declan tells us about his favorite thing to drink. Corona Hard Seltzer. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's the new flavors out. Picked up a 12-er on Friday. I'm away home from work. I hadn't been to the liquor store in a couple Fridays, so it was a, it was a big run. So I, I've stocked up on my Corona Hard Seltzers, as I always do, about once a month. It wasn't called the perfect storm where I run out of everything, and I had to stock <laughs> up on, on all my Corona Hard Seltzers. So I picked them all up. The raspberry flavor, pretty dang good. Good good one there. I really like it. Uh, Corona Hard Seltzer is the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach Vibes. With a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime, Corona Heart Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Heart Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly, Corona Heart Seltzer spike sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. You like that? You yeah. like that? I do. So while Declan's favorite weekend pastime is drinking Corona Hard Seltzers and other beverages <laughs> and uh, and hitting the town, the North Loop area, and trying out new wine bars and things like That's that, 
my weekend pastime is just arguing with people about Kirk Cousins. It's, it's become my favorite thing to do on the weekend, really. Just and, get a couple drinks in me and fight with people on the internet. And hook, line, and sinker, they buy it, They bite into it every time. They go for it every single time. Yeah, and so do I. I mean, like, it's definitely a, a two-way street, and it's a, it's a toxic relationship between me and whether you want to call them the Kirk stands or the Cousins cult, whatever you want to call it. I like I personally like Cousins cult because it's got some alliteration in there. Mm-hmm. I like a little. That seems kind of realistic. Alliteration seems a little realistic too. Oh, follow him to the edge of nine and seven. Follow him to the edge of statistics that not, look good on paper against the Jaguars. Not anymore. Nine and eight now. <laughs> nine and eight or eight and nine. You yeah, never yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But the, gotta go with the seventeen game format now, <laughs> which we'll talk about too. Um, but here's my question to you guys. So the Vikings over the weekend, Xavier Woods, who is a rock solid safety. One of the only, like, I think salvageable pieces of what's been a really mediocre Dallas defense over the years, the last four or five years since since uh, Xavier Woods came in the league. Not to be mistaken by Xavier Woods from one of the greatest WWE tag teams of all time, The a, New Day. The New Day, yes, yes it, it is. is. So Xavier Woods, Patrick Peterson, Dalvin Tomlinson, the Vikings are spending money. Mackenzie Alexander is back. They brought in Steven Weatherly for a little pass rushing depth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a couple other irons in the fire here. Has this offseason proven that Kirk Cousins' contract doesn't actually prevent the Vikings from building out their roster? No, this no, no. What this offseason has proven so far is that Mike Zimmer is the most vindictive human being on the face of the earth, and he is willing to see his highly paid investment in a quarterback die on the field as long as his defense is good and nobody can say, Mike, your defense sucks. No, this is the most... Admit that you're wrong right now. This, this is, is our chance. This is our chance this to is admit the, that we've no, been wrong about Cousins' no, contract the whole time. No, I am I, I am spreading blame all over now. No, I actually, for the first time in my life, feel bad for Kirk Cousins. The man has no left side of an offensive line. The head coach doesn't care. This is all about, as you know what, if, if Zim gets fired, and somebody and somebody calls the Kentucky Ranch and Zim picks up after he's been fired. Hello, I'm on my ninth glass of wine. What do you want, Mike? I think his I, voice is higher pitched than that. Mike, oh, Mike, Mike, I like Mike. I'd like to know how you feel about what transpired. All I know, Larry, is that my Larry. is that my defense was rated fifth in the National Football League. And the offense was 32nd, and that's not my fault. Click. Is, he, is it Susie from Curb? Is it Jeff's wife, Susie? Is that who he is right now? It sounds like you're Susie. L- listen, you stupid. Yeah, you four-eyed. No, but I mean, think about think about what's going on here. Yeah, the, the Vikings the Vikings have, have a clearly a plan and a head coach who is investing everything he possibly can in making sure the side of the ball that he cares about is improved. And Kirk Cousins, meanwhile, is sitting there on a huge payday, all of his cash, and they have not. I mean, I when I got home on Friday a, after the, they had surprisingly agreed to a deal that I didn't know w- was coming with Mackenzie Alexander, Phil. When I got home, I started to look through. Okay, who have they acquired and or signed yet? Right, I can't find unless I'm missing this. I can't find one offensive addition that wasn't already internal and they just kept. It is pretty amazing. They've literally spent every dime of free agency <laughs> yes. money on the defensive side of the ball, which, by the way, like, 
that would be the natural reaction from, I think, a lot of people and fans and front offices, and clearly it's the natural reaction from the Vikings, which is this defense. This is the bread and butter of Mike Zimmer's existence as a head coach and a coordinator. Never again will we rank bottom five in defense, period. Yes. I mean, that's that's what Mike, Mike Zimmer, I, you know, we can sort of piece together what the conversations have been behind the scenes with things we know and things we can glean, right? And he very clearly went into Rick Spielman's office for their big come to Jesus. Hey, this might be our last shot here. How how are we going to go down swinging? Mike Zimmer said, we ain't going down swinging, giving up 52 points to the New Orleans Saints ever again. We're not going to allow 14 rushing touchdowns to Alvin Kamara again in a single half. Like, that will never, ever, ever happen. Um, so, So I will say, like, to answer the question, the Vikings have done a great job through their vision, okay? I know that you and and like you more than me, but like you could take issue with the vision, okay? But let's put the let's put the vision aside for a second. Their vision is defense, 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 and then if we get around to bringing in like Austin Blythe as a starting <laughs> left guard, then maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll draft a left tackle. We'll let you know once we figure out the defense, okay? Through their vision, this front office has done a wonderful job restructuring contracts, moving pieces around, cutting pieces like Kyle Rudolph that just don't make sense for 2021 and Shamar Stefan. Yeah. They've gone from being like 10 or 15 million over the cap. They've cleared out cap money and they've fixed a lot of holes. Holes still remain. And I'm with you on the offensive line thing here that you can't just, you can't look at this and say, oh, we'll just sort of figure out the left side of the offensive line and we'll just magically be fourth and yards again like we were last year. But but I do want to say, like, other so two things. Other teams also are making moves and improving their rosters and also have access to the bargain bin because the cap came down. Okay. And so other teams are making moves too. Uh, but the Vikings have done with, with their limited amount of resources to start this whole thing a few weeks ago. The Vikings have done a really good job through their vision at adding pieces to this puzzle. I'm, so I want to compliment them on that. Okay. I appreciate your glass half-full attempt from from – Seattle. But let my, me my my 1987 yeah. Twins World Series glass. But let me help you out here, okay? A year ago, what did we tell them? And it wasn't just us. There's was a lot of people, so I'm not taking credit. Across the board, the outside world said, "Are you sure you don't want to get a veteran cornerback or two to help out? Like is this really a smart thing?" And they're like, "Oh, we got this. We got you don't understand what we're doing." And then by the time the year was done, they basically came back and said, yeah, we miscalculated. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to tell them where they're miscalculating right now. And we've had this conversation before, and I will start off by using um, um, the disclaimer that I often use on this. I'm defending Kirk, okay? You like that? You like that? You have a quarterback who's good but not great, but he's paid really, really well. And he's your investment. Like, like he is your piece of China that you've gone out and, and, and is a huge investment. I don't think it's particularly attractive, but it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what you think. You've got the money to invest. And so they did. But you know, you know that if you put that piece, that beautiful piece of China on a table that has butter below it, she's going to slide off and break. She's going to slide off and break. Is, is, is the table made of butter? No, I'm saying you like lather it up with butter before you put the piece of china on there. So it's so she, she sort of starts sliding, sort of starts sliding towards the edge, okay? I need to have dinner at the Zolgad house. Here. Yeah, I've been trying to do that for years. Butter You're not everything. invited. So what, you don't, so what you don't want to do is put that 
You don't want to put the uh, piece of china on a slippery surface because you know from experience it's going to slide off and break. And it's a huge investment. So if you're thinking about it, you say to yourself, how can I sur- how can I put this piece of china on the most stable, firm, non-slippery surface possible? And you've had and you've had this now for 3 years, so you know what's going to happen. And instead you're like, eh, yeah, but I yeah, we paid a lot, but I'm not sure I care that much. And so you are not surrounding your your precious commodity with what he needs to be the most successful. You are worried about an entirely different room of the house. Like like that's my problem here. It doesn't make there's no common sense being used here. There's agendas being filled. There there's ego and pride being filled with I coach defense. I need a good defense. And you know what? Last year, your your defense stunk, and we tried to help you so it wouldn't, and you said you got it, and then you came back and said, yes, I didn't. Um, some of it was bad luck, too. Okay? So Michael Pierce returning's going to help you. Now you've gone, pardon the term, overkill by having two nose tackles. All right? But meanwhile, Kirk Cousins give, give up nine touchdowns to Alvin Kamara, and they're like, "We need two nose tackles. I'm we, need, de- we need just two of these guys." But I'm, de- <laughs> but but to be clear here, because I don't want this misconstrued, I'm defending Kirk. Like, give him everything you possibly can to help him succeed, to help him succeed, and that does not mean going to the garage sale on day three to get your guard. And they are clearly because the Woods, this I believe, uh, came out in the Pioneer Press in Thomason's. Reporting what they're doing with guys like Lamp and Woods is lowballing them for as long as they can, and then if they come back and say, "Well, how about you give me some incentives?" They say, "Okay." But that sounds like Austin Blythe might be in that same okay, bin, right? Yeah, right. But that, but that's my problem here. So this is not a Kirk rant. This is not a Kirk rip. This is a why are you investing so much in this in this precious commodity? And then being like, and it should be fine. When you've had three years, you know it's not, Phil. Like, you've you've had firsthand, we have all seen what he can and can't do. He's not changing. So, so let me, let me, I'm going to keep playing. I'm Part of me is playing devil's advocate, and part of me is, is just giving the Vikings front office credit for, for squeezing a lot of lemon uh, juice out of a lemon here. Uh, you know, just going back to their cap situation. So let's say... I think they have three positions right now that if they nailed if they nailed someone in the draft or bargain bin free agent and, and I and, and maybe there's still ways to free up money with a Daniil Hunter restructure. I still and Harrison Smith. I still think there are things that they could do to free up even more money if they nail left tackle. Let's say in the draft. Let's say like uh. uh Penny Sewell or Penny Sewell, however he pronounces his first name. Yeah, that would be great. Or Christian Derisaw. Like, you get just a franchise blue chip left tackle yep. uh, right away. And we'll do our mock draft Monday here soon. There's a, we found a three-round mock from oh, Fox Sports that we have to get to. Nice. Very exciting. Involving uh, the, the updated 49ers trade. Yep. And then you bring in, let's say you bring in an Austin Blythe or a Forrest Lamp. And it's not, you know, we're not, we're not talking about a top five left guard, but someone who's at least going to be better than what they had last year. And I think, I think I would be more attracted to Blythe than I would Forrest Lamp, but I'll defer to people who know more about left guard technique than me. Sure. And then I think edge rusher. I, I think right now you're, you don't have as much of a pass rush as you, as a lot of people might think like Daniel Hunter's going to come back mm-hmm. and, and you're hoping that he's healthy, Right. The two guys that you're putting in the middle that combine to weigh about 1,200 pounds, right? Like these two nose tackles, 
and Dalvin Tomlinson's going to play three technique. Well, those guys aren't going to be playing like those guys aren't going to be ferocious Aaron Donald pass rushers on third down. In fact, they don't play on third down very often. And then right now your your other edge rusher just doesn't exist. Like it's a bunch of backups. It's Steven Weatherly basically right, right now. But if you could draft a left tackle and you could let's say you bring in Austin Blythe to play left guard and I don't know, maybe you can find a maybe you can um maybe Geno Atkins comes in or something and gives you you just need some you need some more pressure of the quarterback on third downs with either an edge rusher or an interior defensive tackle that you can play on third downs, right? Yeah. If you get those three things, how would you then feel about the team going into 2021? I'm not as worried. So I should be, but I'm, I'm not as concerned about left tackle because I do think that they can solve that one at least short term. And if they draft a guy high, that's great. It's long term. It's the continued neglect of the inside guard positions, and in this case, left guard, that I don't get. Like, how long do you have to? Rick Spielman. When you got here, the Vikings had just signed, and he didn't do it, but still, Steve Hutchinson, who is going to be inducted, I think, this summer into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And any of us that saw Hutch play, like, marveled at at how he raised the play of the center, of the left tackle. Like, it was a tutorial in why this position that is a meat and potatoes inside line position is incredibly important. So, to me... To me, this isn't just about a conversation about what's going on right now. It's an overall conversation about how much more do you have to see and what you've seen previously to not come to conclusions that make sense, which is, Zim, sit down. Sit down and be quiet for a second and listen to me. (laughs) Michael Pierce is coming back, okay? Our first investment is not going to be Dalvin Tomlinson, okay? Like, we we have resources here, and we don't have a ton, but we do have them. But we need to figure some things out before we concern ourselves with no one will ever run against me on first and second down again. That's an ego trip. That's not a structural personnel decision. Um, and, well, it's both, right? It's it's some ego, but it's also right. Like, but how, he'd like to be in better third down and well, long. Situations. And I appreciate that. I see. The, I see the lot. But I'm saying, why are you setting? Why are you potentially right now? A lot. Why is your quarterback sort of an afterthought? Which, by the way, gives people like Phil Mackey, Declan Goff, and Judd here reason to rip him. Why is he an afterthought? And why on earth hasn't anybody looked at that guard spot? You started Dakota Dozier for a year. And right now you're trying to get literally the line that we keep saying is, well, anyone's an improvement. Like, just think about this for a second. I get what you're saying, Phil, and I don't disagree. The defense stunk, and they're doing a good job of improving it. But if you, but if you went in as a as an independent football auditor of what the Vikings are doing right now, it's 2021. Wouldn't you stop and say, "Whoa, so what again?" And you got a coach saying, "I got to have all defense." I'm just no, I yeah. That's listen. That, that's my point, and and I just I don't I. To me, this is another step from, well, Kirk can't do this and Kirk can't do that because you're actively potentially sabotaging him now, I think. Yeah, and, and I think we sort of have we sort of have two threads going here on this show today and all throughout the offseason. And, and thread number one is everything you've just laid out, which is the vision. How do you win at the top level in today's NFL? And time and time again in, in, the, in the modern, like especially the last five years in the NFL, Time and time again, it'll show you teams that can 
push the ball down the field in the passing game. And if you want to look at statistical markers, average net yards per attempt, including sack yardage, you want to look at like football outsiders DVOA, which takes game context into play, right? Can you throw the ball against the best teams in the NFL at an efficient rate? Um, and the Vikings, by the way, the Vikings were when when Kirk Cousins was protected and when Kirk Cousins wasn't running for his life, were actually very good at that last year. And then when they weren't self sabotaging with a run first scheme in certain situations, where all right, we got the ball, boys, with a minute and a half left and two timeouts before the end of the first half, handoff, handoff. Right. So there's there's things that they are self sabotaging too, but it'll show you that success at the top level in the NFL is really predicated first and foremost, not only, but first and foremost, on throwing the ball offensively. And they have just, at every corner, put offensive line and pass protection secondary. So, so like, vision of how to win is one. Yeah. But but Kirk's contract and whether it's a hindrance to adding key pieces to the puzzle right. is another big part of the conversation. And I, just, and I will just say, as someone who still believes that, at the end of the day, his contract as the third highest cap in the NFL – is going to wind up being the thing that prevents them from getting the last piece or the you know the left tackle that you need, whatever it is. Yep. But even with that criticism, this front office has done a really good job with their vision, with their vision at putting pieces around not Kirk Cousins, but around Mike Zimmer, really. <laughs> well, exactly right, and I I guess I feel more and more like this is about the head coach trying to prove a point that goes back three years now, which is. Don't pay a lot for a QB, and then Rick did right, and now Mike is trying to say, like, think about what Mike is going to do with with the guy like Cousins, who's got the cap hit to your point that he's got, which is massive. Mike is going to come back with a defense that he sees as being really good, and it might be, and that's awesome, that's good, but he's also emboldening himself and Clint Kubiak to say. Well, we really can't pass because our line's still not that great. So let's run again on third and twenty. Like he's he's ba- he's basically like tr- trying to prove of, of hypotheses of you shouldn't pay a quarterback when the Vikings are doing that. Like think about how he's operating. That's my problem here. Like to win a Super Bowl, you need everyone on the same page. Yeah, and 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 yeah, I, I don't it- and I don't see how they're going to get there with like if if you're going to go down the Kirk path and. I think all three of us on this show agree that it, this was not the right idea, but they went down it, okay? Once you're down it, how do you make the best of that path? Yeah. Listen, I mean, they are they are unequivocally better now than they were three weeks ago. They yeah. are. Yeah. Um, it, it will feel better if they get a left tackle through a trade or through the first round of the draft. Like, this is still an incomplete assignment, so I'm, I'm willing to give them the next few weeks. Um. But, yeah, I mean, I have major questions about the overall direction and philosophy, but I also, but I also will acknowledge they're a playoff team right now. Absolutely. And now, so, we yeah. have to, and, and now we have to sit here and, and eventually debate the difference between playoff team and Super Bowl because I, I, I think Super Bowl should be the goal. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the organization thinks Super Bowl is the goal. I think the organization thinks – Let's get in first, and then we'll sort of see what happens right. and hope and hope to get lucky, right? Or just sort of reevaluate because it's it's basically a year to year thing the way that they're structuring contracts. So I think I think they have how far can we go in 2021? Like, can we get back to the playoffs in 2021 by fixing the run defense and just sort of uh, you know g- getting back to the way that we did things a couple of years ago? 
when we made the playoffs with what a ten and six record or whatever it was. So they so they clearly think from from the, the Wilfs on down that they could be best case the Ravens with Flacco, right? Get to the playoffs and then Kirk gets incredibly hot and oh my god. Yeah, that's 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 uh, how that's they a think. great model. It's a great model. I don't I don't know with the pieces that they are giving themselves on the offensive line that Kirk has the ability to get that that hot unless he's got the absolute proper protection. Yep. Um that that probably is the best comparison for a model. And you could also use some of the Giants uh, like the 2007 or 2011 Giants where Eli Manning, Joe Flacco, and Kirk Cousins are all kind of in the same bin of not elite, but in the case of Flacco and Eli, those guys elevated their play for certain stretches, the biggest stretches of their careers, and went bonkers for a four-game playoff stretch, right? Like, we sit here, and, and this goes back to a Kirk conversation we can have later, but, you know, we praise Kirk for the Saints game. And what about that Denver comeback, right? Yep. Well, eventually especially with the way the Vikings are set up to play football. The Vikings the Vi- I would be shocked if the Vikings were like a 13 and 3 and 14 and 2 team. I think well, I'm going to I'm going to keep using 16 game records cuz that's how my brain operates. If you guys are cool with that. Not <laughs> me, you, man. Or I we moved have to do the 17 game math. 15 and 2. <laughs> so uh no, 15 and 2, so 13 and 4, 13 or, and four. Tw- or or 14 and 3. It's 12 and 5 um, now, which isn't nearly as sexy as 12 and 4 was. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think I think the way that the Vikings are set up to play football, they would have to probably roll through four wins to win a Super Bowl, right? And so that's going to be a question too. Like, okay, you've chosen this path, but it's probably not the path that like you're not going to be scoring thirty plus points a game doing right. this, right? Right. So you're gonna you're gonna win games defensively, which means you're gonna lose games too because you're not you're not gonna be like you're not gonna be up by twenty four points on a lot of teams like the Chiefs are. So how can you then find a way to win three or four consecutive playoff games? And that's going to be another question mark. But that's like car before the horse, way down the path. Um, <laughs> anyways, I think just to sum up this conversation, I think we both agree that the that the vision has a glass ceiling, and the glass ceiling does not get you to the Super Bowl. It gets you to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other side of the conversation, the Vikings front office operating with that vision has done a pretty damn good job shuffling contracts and finding bargain bin pieces and the Xavier Woods and the Mackenzie Alexanders of the world to to give Mike Zimmer the defense that he wants. He, so. is, he is probably the happiest guy in Kentucky right now. Yep. All right, so we got to get to a mock draft Monday here. I can right. say hi to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. So Federated, great combination. If you're a Minnesota sports fan and you're a business owner, Federated is definitely the company that's going to give you peace of mind, and they're going to give you risk management tools and resources that can help your business reach another level of success. Uh, they've been around in Owatonna, Minnesota since the early 1900s, 1904, I believe, 19, somewhere in there. Um, and so you can, and by the way, they've evolved from like early 1900s to now they have a website. Can you believe that? Federatedinsurance.com, uh, one of those newfangled websites, and you can you can find out more about the resources they provide, and MyShield and how MyShield can protect your business. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. 
Also, Declan, have you uh, have you have you dusted off the golf clubs yet this year? Oh, they're dusted off. I mean, I I cleaned them a little bit the other day, but I've yet to actually go out and and and, and hit some. But I am ready. Uh, today's I mean, like it's a, gonna be like seventy degrees or something. Yeah, it's beautiful today. A little right? a little chilly for Tuesday, Wednesday, but this weekend is supposed to be in the sixties and seventies, and there could be the first chance to get out and hit the links uh, this weekend. Really? Well, listen, PXG Minneapolis is a golfer's paradise. The new Gen Four clubs have landed drivers, fairways, hybrids, iron. These are PXG's flagship clubs, and PXG makes amazing clubs, and so these are like the creme de la creme of the creme de la creme. Um, also, if you just want to look, like, let's say, you're, let's say your game has sort of, I don't know, you're just, maybe you're beyond repair, all right? Well, you can look good. PXG has great apparel as well. So this is where I come PXG, in. It, exactly. This is where I come in. You can look good, I think. Uh, PXG, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center and find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. I want to mock! Mock! I want to mock! All right, boys. It's time for a little mock draft Monday here on the show. And we had a, excuse me, we had a couple people in the YouTube comment section ask us if we could put a graphic on the screen with all of the first round picks that we've tallied on mock draft Monday. Oh, look at you. And Declan Goff delivers on the screen. Nice work. That's right. Executive decisions. This is our mock draft roundup to this point. These are all the mock drafts that we've done on this show, and we'll keep doing them all the way for the next month or so. Elijah Vera Tucker is the one along with Christian Barmore. So meat and potatoes, trenches, offensive line, defensive line have both popped up four times. Christian Derisaw, the offensive tackle from Virginia Tech, has popped up twice. And Quiddy Pay, edge rusher from Michigan, has also popped up twice. And then you see uh, a bunch of just Jamar Chase, Jalen Phillips, Micah Parsons, Kyle Pitts. Mac Jones in there. Mac Jones ain't going to be around at that pick. Wow. I, yeah, I think I, Mac I, Jones' stock is soaring. I mean, this quarterback class is going to be nuts how quickly they go, I think. I think Daniel Jeremiah floated something over the weekend that Mac Jones might be in play for the Niners yeah. at three. Um, I guess there are strong indications mm-hmm. that they love Mac Jones. And there's indications they like Trey Lance because they're not even going to Justin Fields Pro Day. They're not attending Justin Fields Pro Day they're at se- all. They're sending, I think they're sending some scouts there. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, I think John Lynch and Shanahan, you're right, are going to – Another pro day, which which was it? Mac Jones pro day is um, that day, yeah. or yeah, I think you're right. They are I not mean, enamored that, with Justin Fields. Could that just be the ultimate smokescreen, where you just like you sure. like a guy so much that you just don't go to his pro day? Right. It it. it could be, but he's going to be there at three regardless. Because I think it's going to go. I mean, it's going to go Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Palmerville. then San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, and, and then Parisi. And then over to Spurgeon, and then Spurgeon's going to pass the puck to Koivu. Koivu's going to keep the puck a long time for no real point at all, and we don't know why. But, oh, because he's the captain. You can find Judd's Hockey Show as part of Mackie and Judd. Why did I have to rip Miko Koivu there? Why on a Monday morning do I feel it necessary to take a dig at a guy who should be in the wild ring of honor once it's created? Because you're just an angry, angry You know what the wife said? She said yesterday, you're a jerk. And I said... Really, honey? You think I'm a jerk? And she goes, oh, no, you are a jerk for sure. No, no question about it. Wow. Is that the first time you've heard that from No, from but, wife? like, at first I thought she was just joking, and then I'm so I, like, confirmed. I'm like, yeah, but you're kidding, right? She said, no, you're a jerk. 
Jerk Judd here to pour cold water all over your Vikings fandom. Every day on Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd, also Not Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, and YouTube. I'm trying to pick up, as I tweeted, I'm trying to help, and so are you, pick up the pieces, okay? You want this three-round mock draft from yes. foxsports.com? Let's get into it. All right. We'll just kind of fly through these early picks here, and we'll just we'll just keep the mock draft roundup on the screen here for the uh, for the YouTube viewers. So Trevor Lawrence, number one to Jacksonville, Zach Wilson to the Jets, and then the Niners taking Trey Lance with the third overall pick. My guess is if they take Trey Lance, they're keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, if they, t- if they, if well, they wind up with Zach Wilson, yes. then maybe 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 he's expendable. But they are, I think they're keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. They are attempting very hard to to float out that they're going to keep Garoppolo, that he will probably be their opening day starter, and that they they will then groom the quarterback behind him. The only thing is, I wonder if they're just trying to get the Patriots to say, "We'll give you more," because the Patriots need a quarterback. Cam's a backup, and they love Garoppolo. That's my one question about that. Genius strategy by San Francisco, trading away, mortgaging future first-round picks just to get the Patriots to slightly up their offer on Jimmy Garoppolo. I love it. Um, So the fourth overall pick, Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State to the Falcons. Really? Are we pronouncing it Penny or Penny? Penny Sewell, the stud offensive tackle from Oregon going to the Bengals. And then the Dolphins, after their multiple trades and trade back up with Philadelphia, take Jamar Chase. With the sixth overall pick. Lions yeah. taking Jalen Waddell, receiver from Alabama. Kyle Pitts to the Panthers with the eighth overall pick. I feel like the Panthers, I think they were all in on Deshaun Watson, and now they're like, ugh. I don't think you and can. They're not, and they're not going to be able to draft high enough to get a quarterback now, Yeah, you can't so. trade for him now. Uh, for De- so Deshaun. Another year, another year at Teddy, even though he deleted all the Panthers references from his Instagram. Or Jimmy G. Could be, I guess. They could pursue him. All right, we're going to skip ahead here. Quiddy Pay Cowboys, couple cornerbacks here. Devontae Smith to the Eagles at 12, so another stud wide receiver. And that brings us to number 14 overall, according to FoxSports.com. The Vikings, pleasing Mike Zimmer by taking Gregory Rousseau, edge rusher from Miami. Due in part to the loss of star pass rusher Daniel Hunter last year, the Vikings were plundered defensively in 2020. <laughs> Mike Zimmer plundered. will push to make sure reinforcements arrive via the draft, and Russo, while raw, has terrific upside. Now, I will say that's written like someone who hasn't watched them sign 73 free agents defensively to this point, but would it shock you if the Vikings took edge rusher Gregory Rousseau or any sort of defensive player in the first round. If they are to take a right defensive end that they can pair with Daniel Hunter on the left side, I actually think that's likely at this point. If they if they can get a veteran left tackle on the right deal to basically plug in for a year or two, I think the Vikings continue to go defense and defensive end in particular. And keep in mind, they had, when the legal tampering period started, they had Lawson and what was it Hendrickson at the top of their list and missed out on both. So it would not only not surprise me, I half expect it if they can get accomplished in free agency what they want with the left side of the offensive line. Yeah. Um yeah, it'll I'm I'm curious. I think I think if they draft an edge rusher with the fourteenth overall pick, it'll mean that they have fixed the offensive line. So we'll, well see what happens. 
Fixed is our own interpretation for it. But, yes, they'll have people playing there. <laughs> Human beings will be manning the left side of the offensive line with real heartbeats and stuff like that. Uh, and four and four working limbs. Let's just make sure they take a physical. Uh, hold, hold, All right. And yeah, the, good point. And because this is a three-round mock draft, I'll give you the Vikings' two third-round picks here, according to FoxSports.com. Mm-hmm. With the 78th overall pick, they take offensive guard Kendrick Green from Illinois. And then with the 90th overall pick, they take linebacker from Alabama, Dylan Moses. I want a mock! Mock! So your guys, uh, your guys' thoughts on defense, offense, defense, in that order with their first three picks. I'm not sure if the names are right, but the expectation on position by, by pick, I think might be dead on. I think it might be absent. I really believe that, that the odds are fairly high that if things go right in the remainder of the free agency, free agency period, and it might play out this week, that they will take a defensive end. I could see a guard, and I could see linebacker. I could see that one. Uh, the only thing is, the question I've got is, are they going to attempt to bail back a little bit in the first round to get another second-round pick? Because the one thing, like I think Rick will bend over backwards to help Zim get his uh, beloved defensive players, but for Rick not to have a second-round pick will surprise me a bit. So that's the one thing is I'm curious if they're going to pick where they're supposed to pick in the first round and not try and go backwards so that they can get another sec- or a, a second-round pick. Yeah. Well, you, Dex, where are you at? Yeah, I can see it. Uh, also, as we record this, Rick Spielman is literally at Miami's Pro Day, which is happening right now, watching Rousseau. So, I, love I mean, pro days. I, I could see it. I know he sat out, but he was damn good when he last played. But – as we talk, we talked about this on Ventline too with a couple of loyal listeners, Cooper and uh, Eric. Eric in Alabama, roll tide. Um, I, I I do think basically with all these signings coming off for, that are all defensive, that I think it's a foregone conclusion that they're just gonna, they're going to take a tackle. Like I, I think I think they have to take the best tackle available at, at fourteen, and I hope it's not a reach. Like I hope they're not reaching too far there, like they did with Garrett Bradbury a few years ago. But I think it's inevitable that they're going to have to take an offensive player because you've just you've done everything you could on defense at this point. So I think it's offense at fourteen. I'm telling you, I, I think that they are going to push hard to try and get a veteran tackle on like a one or two year contract and continue. Because what Declan said makes perfect sense and like it's logical, but think about it. They are doing Zim. I don't even think he's looking at the offensive side right now. I think that he is that he looks to Phil's point from before at that Saints game, right? And thinks. I am the Monet of bleep and coaching deep defense, and we and we basically finger painted. Like you can't have that. So I think the goal is to use some cap room on offensive line and not do what Declan said. But I agree that Declan's right. That's what they should do. Yeah, boy. Yeah, this is man. This is going to be interesting. I think this this week you're probably maybe even today or tomorrow you're probably going to see. You know, some sort of a left guard upgrade, some sort of a forest lamp situation, um, and then and then edge rusher and left tackle become the two main things that you need to address. And I'm I'm sort of leaning toward Judd. I think they view this as such an all in year, and every move that they've made so far has screamed all in from from pushing certain guarantees out to 2022 and 23 with some of these players. Um, it, I think they're probably going to go stopgap left tackle and then stud defensive player of some kind in the first round of the draft. Coach Van Gogh is going to get his damn defensive guys <laughs> is the last thing he does. Amazing. So, all right, well, that's a wrap. By the way, uh, we added, and we're not even done with the month of March yet, 
but thank you guys. We added over a thousand new Score North app registered users. So that's awesome. That's our second biggest month ever in terms of app growth. We appreciate you guys. And if you're not familiar, the Score North app is free to download. It's the absolute central hub for everything we do at Score North. All of our podcasts, Mackie and Judd, Purple Daily, Royce Unchained, The Scoop of Doogie, 10,000 Swings, Minnesota Golf Show, um, Judd's written work. You can find it all on the Score North app. So thank you all for downloading and for, for using that as your central hub. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Daily Vikings Entertainment on Purple Daily.